this is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. Levine Copperwise coming at you. Lounge mode. Make sure to like and subscribe, you know, to all of our stuff. And if you guys want to pick up a shirt, we've got them at coppercrab.bigcartel.com. Leave a comment. Whatever else you do with a podcast. This song is starting to remind me of being buzzed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I haven't gotten that feeling, but I know I can see why. No, just now I got some nostalgia from it. Really? From all those... Uh, intoxicated episodes that we've done. Yeah, we've done quite a few. Oh. Next weekend will be two months since I've had a drink. Wow. How does it feel? Feels pretty normal, honestly. Yeah. Pretty not that big of a deal for me. Totally. I'm I'm seeing how how long I can go without drinking. For those of you who don't know. But uh, it's not like an official challenge or anything. No, but I think it's a good thing to do every so often. Not that you ever had a problem with drinking, but just anything that you do a lot, it's good to take a break every yeah. so often. Like when you catch yourself starting to really look, fuck, dude, Pappy is all over my leg. When you start, we named our cat Pappy too, by the way. No, we named him Seagull. I named him <laughs> Pappy because we were watching uh, that heist show about... Um, Heists, and one of them was about liquor. Heist is a show on Netflix that we watched. Yeah. There are a few different heists on there, and they're really fascinating. Yeah, they're really cool. And one of them was about liquor, and one of the brand names of the liquor was Pappy. And I was like, dude, let's call our cat Pappy. Which I found out Look, after he's on the that fucking show. table. Yeah, he, this one's mischievous, man. Oh, okay. Our other cat wow, was dude. not this kind of a cat, but he's all over the place, and he likes to be really near Naveen and I all the time. All all the time. He, so he will not go. I leave the front door open and the back door. I'm like, go for a spin, dude. Mm-hmm. See you later. Because it's safe for cats like where we live. We got a yard and a driveway and stuff and we don't really we live near a highway but we're kind of far enough Everything's away. Everything's fenced in. We the, yeah. our, the whole property that we live on is fenced in. Yeah. So I'm like, go ahead and why don't you go outside, little guy? Nope. Won't do it. He won't do it. Our other cat's like, see you later as soon as I open the door in the morning. You know, after that heist, after watching the heist show, I looked up Pappy's whiskey and it's really good aged whiskey and it's like 3,200. No, it was $3,500 a bottle. Yeah. Well, they were also saying, dude, he's on your chair. (laughs) See this one. Yeah. But I was saying something before. Pappy came in here. Oh yeah, about not drinking. Yeah, yeah. So, catch, you know, you catch yourself like looking forward to it afterward. Can't wait to crack a beer. That totally. Kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. maybe it's time to chill it out. And we were on a pretty hyped fitness kick. You know, we were trying to get in shape again, and that got derailed a little bit. Well, so, for you. Yeah, for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Snap City over here. Fuck my back up. So, I got ice. Right here, ice pack behind. Yeah, but what were you doing to mess uh, your back up? You know what? I was a little too excited. I've been working. I've been working out again for like I don't know, two or three weeks or something. So I was like, really feeling it on Sunday. It's like, yeah, I'm in the zone, dude. So I was doing. I was like, I'm gonna do some like, some squats, some sets of five. It's kind of like maybe go a little tad bit heavier, you know, kind of get back in the zone. And I did the first set, felt great, did five. I was like, this is awesome, feeling good. I'm going to keep going. 
it wasn't that heavy. It was like yeah, uh, eight one eighty five, which is really not. Um, that's not. That's not. Anybody who lifts weights will be like, he hurts back doing one eighty five. What a bitch. For me, and that's right. a lot. Yeah, so I only do. I use kettlebells to do squats a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll do actual squats, but a lot of the time I like to use kettlebells, and I'll only go fifty really a lot of the time. Well, that's good because it works your core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to hold the kettlebells up. Right, I love that feeling. I love workouts that I like motions that I can do where I feel like I'm working out my entire body. Yeah. So, So kettlebells are a great tool for. For that, I like kettlebell swings and squats, and I mean, you can Seriously you can less. achieve amazing workouts with ke- just kettlebells. Totally. Fully agree, and that's what I should have done, <laughs> but I was anyway. So I like all right, second set, do the f- do a rep, do the go down to the second, and then second rep, go down. I think what I did was I just like let. I'm not really used to squatting. I haven't really squatted in that long. Yeah, like probably a year or something, mm-hmm. and. uh <clears throat> I think I just kind of like let like relaxed at the bottom. Totally. And it was just like snap city, <laughs> snap my lower back. That's your favorite thing which to say I about don't it, have, snap city. Yeah. <laughs> Total gym fail. So embarrassed. That's the worst part about getting hurt in the gym is I like dropped it, you know, and it kind of like made a crashing sound and it's like, Oh, you all right, dude. You know, and I'm like, I am good. No problem. Oh, I had just left the weight room. Yeah. Or maybe I was in there and yeah. I didn't hear it happen, but yeah. I saw I was on like the, I don't know what it's called, inverted squat uh, machine. The leg press. The leg press. Yeah. And it's facing the, the squat. We like just area. got there. Like just got there. Well, yeah, we had just got there. And I'm like, there. gotcha, yeah, fuck my back up. I got to go. Yeah. And you're like, really? And what's embarrassing about that on top of that <laughs> is like, I kind of made not a scene but i had the guy who worked there like help me fix my app so he could check me in so i know he's like uh, i'm on his mind fresh on his mind right that guy who i had to help just now so it's like walking out of the gym like 10 15 minutes after you get there yeah it's kind of like i was like okay that guy is going to be like why is this guy leaving 15 minutes after i think about that sometimes too when i go to the gym (laughs) and just go into the sauna for a while and i'll leave you know all dramatic like i'll be sweating dramatically and it's like when when i choose to take a shower at home and it's like i've only been there for 45 minutes it looks a little pathetic and they're like dang she was really hurting but i I don't think they actually pay attention to who comes in i don't either because then i was like all right well i just gotta go fuck it and they obviously didn't say (laughs) you gotta sneak out but i I got the the feeling that he was like all right he's going to get something out of his car (laughs) okay but if they notice that you're leaving to get something out of your car then why do they say goodbye if you are going to get something out of your car and then they greet you yeah. like they've never seen you before when you walk in 30 seconds and then later? I do, okay, I do another awkward thing there. Yeah. Is when they're like, all right, oh, hey, have a good day, man. Right? I'll be like, oh, no, I'm just going to get something out of my car. As yeah, if it matters. It doesn't matter. To As me. if it fucking matters. They don't care. Like, like cool, dude. Thanks nice. for letting me know. You know? Cool. But Naveen, what's the etiquette there? What are you supposed to do? Say, <laughs> Oh yeah, see you later. And then you show up with your stuff. I just prefer That's to go. Uh, I just, I do one of these. I, f- I flip them. They're like, yeah, uh, yeah. chill, bro. I think because I'm gonna... I'll like keep my headphones in. Right. I don't know. I don't actually want them to talk to me. Let's eliminate that from entering and exiting every place of business. Unless uh, I don't speak to me unless you've been spoken to. 
Damn. All right. So I mean, come on. Okay. Well, then they, that's I like that because then I would say hi every time, and then they'd say hi. Me back too. Here. I like to initiate the hi. But in the event that you need to get something out of your car, it's not I don't awkward. need help. I don't need help to check into Twenty Four Hour Fitness. I don't need a smile. I, I like I walk the in. smile and the hi. All right. Well, I, I mean, I need the hi. If they don't say hi, I'm like, they couldn't say. Maybe hi it's to more me the buy that I don't like. The high I really like, it's the buy that I don't like because you get in awkward positions with the buy. Like they'll be talking to someone at the desk and you'll be anticipating the buy and you'll like, yeah, you yeah. know, sort of, uh, what? you don't know is what this to do. like social anxiety problems? Is that what this is called? <laughs> people who have social anxiety? Yeah, I think that a lot of people just have a little bit of social anxiety. There's a little bit there. Like, Everyone, right. I mean, aren't like... 70 to 80 percent of people aren't they questioning i mean do you want to run into someone that you know from like when you were a child and have small talk with them i don't know i mean not well that's kind of funny because that a couple days before that i did see somebody that i know like not really well but like an acquaintance level high yeah like and i saw him and he saw me and i was like i or i threw him metal horns mm -hmm. and he just kind of waved me back and that was it no stop and chat that's cool yeah, it was impressive. What if you recognize someone and they don't recognize you and then it's... that That's another thing that kind of gets on my nerves. Because I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but it's like, I've seen a lot of people and I remember you. you I know. know. Hey, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> I totally feel the same way. If I see someone who I've seen multiple times in my life and I remember them, but they don't remember me, it's like, dude, I've toured. Yeah, I'll I've meet like a yeah. hundred people sometimes. In a day. Maybe it's some sort of like and personality. And I still, I remember you. Where you remember a lot of faces. <laughs> like you're good at that. Yeah, it's called uh, someone who, no, I mean, you know what? I think that that actually is a range. There are ranges of the, of who you can and can't remember. Sometimes I can't remember names, but I remember the face really yeah, well. No, that happens to me a lot. I can't remember people's names, but here's. It's not like a hack, but it's just a weird, weird thing. And I don't know why it is, but if someone directly tells me their name, I'm forgetting it almost, I'd say 85% of the time, yeah. maybe 90, mm -hmm. maybe 95, like yeah. between 85 and 95. That's just, Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm just kind of waiting to say my name, you know, making sure yeah. my name's Naveen. Don't screw this up. You know, say your name. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, if I hear someone else call the person. Like, hey, Mike, it's someone else. Mm -hmm. And I hear it, I'll never forget their name. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, so that's what I do on tour. I just kind of lurk about and I listen to people talking to each other. And then I don't know, maybe it's the yeah. timbre, that timbre. Yeah. That's interesting. Kinda Before weird. I did extensive touring, I swore that I wouldn't be the type of person who forgot people. Yeah. Because I'm pretty damn good at remembering people good that i meet You're like exceptionally i good i really remember almost everyone yeah it's it's impressive it's a but, it's a it's a it's a midwest thing yeah i think so <laughs> i think so but i have forgotten some people sometimes it's terrible and it feels really awful i know i know i don't so do you say like hey i don't remember when we met what was your name again because yeah, no, I do I'll, detective where I'm like, oh, what up, dog? And oh, then really? I just kind of deductive reasoning. I'm like, all right, I got this. And it comes back to me usually. Uh, no, I'm, And this is not that 
often. So anybody listening who is my acquaintance, don't, don't be mad at oh, me. Oh, totally. I <laughs> No, I tell the truth. I don't know if you're saying you don't tell the truth, but I, I don't, but I'm thinking it might be better to go ahead and come clean, dude. No, like, I tell the hey, truth. I'm like, me, man, I, I remember really your face. I remember meeting you, but what is your name again? There you go. I that's, do that. I think it's a little more honest. I think that's a much better I mean, it's, way to go. It just is purely honest. Much better way because to go. Because I do remember faces. Okay, now what do you do when somebody is texting you and you don't have the number saved and you don't know who it is? I say hey, who is this? I lost my contacts or who is like this? Like right off the bat, you're doing that. Hey, who this? Who is this? Damn. You kind of feel it out, right? No, I I, ne I never say who's this because I've only had one phone number and I tell people that a lot. I'm like, I've had the same phone number since I... Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, then he's got his contacts. You know? But new phone. You I think they carry over. Yeah, you can't always do that. There are a lot of numbers that do not carry over. And if I haven't saved your number then there's a reason why it's not i just forget it's sometimes. not because i hate you it's yeah. just because yeah sometimes people will text me like if i'm out at a bar and i'm like hey text me and tell yeah, me your yeah. name <clears throat> and then the next you know and then i like lose track i don't check it right away or something yeah. like that then right. i'll i'll lose it in the right yeah so my go-to is check out what we've texted before. Well, yeah, that too. That's the easiest that's way the to way. tell. But that's not always there. It's not always available. <laughs> Sometimes True. it's been two years and you got a new phone True. or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. So one time I was like, it's always worked for me. You know, I'm like, it's like, what up, man? What up, hey, Naveen, what's going on? I'm like, oh, what up, dude? How's it going? What's up? You know, and then I can just three or four texts. I'm like, okay, I know who this is. It's a vibe. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I got this. But I remember one time, I was doing that, you know, and I got 10, 20 texts deep, you know, and this conversation started getting a little more specific <laughs> Yeah. and I was like, look, man, I really, I got to come clean. I don't know who this is and I've, <laughs> and I'm usually pretty good at figuring it out, but this time it's just not working, man. So I'm really sorry. Who is this? <laughs> I can't believe you do that. Uh, it's yeah, so it's, weird. It sucked. Is the person so, on the other says, line? I think it's saying something, Naveen. You need to be a little more direct. I really do. I'm and way this too is, passive. This is very true. You yeah. need to be more direct. It, you're it, not a very direct person. You're so right, dude. I tell you're you, so I, right. this isn't the first time I've said this to you. 100% right. You get yeah. really nervous when you have to be direct with someone. I don't like it. I no. don't like it. Unless I'm really mad, then it's all good. You know, Because I only have two emotions. I only have happy and mad. Sometimes when you get mad, though, you... I'm glad that you ask me for advice before you send texts. I'm like, should I send this? Should I send this right well, now? Well, uh, I'm just thinking of a time. Don't get too specific. Now. I'm not going to get specific. I don't know who's listening to this. We both know what I'm talking about, though. You were going to make a really drastic decision really quickly. Well, I do that all the time. But I think that, well, Quit huge no, bands, you don't. Et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that any of those things have been drastic. Give stuff up. That's because I'm not like super you, you attached think, to everything. So you I'll think just be like, things whatever, out. You think things yeah. out before yeah. you do them. But I'm just saying that. That's giving you know, me sometimes more credit than I deserve. I don't think things out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, uh, I, gotta, I should work on being more direct. And yeah. also, we were. I've been playing <clears throat> sort of a funny gag on Cheney, and that is, uh, I looked up a list of logical fallacies. Yeah, this and is a these, really like, funny, arguing this is a funny gag. Tactics, you know, you, and you, for those who don't know, I, I had heard that term, right? But for those who don't know, it's 
identifying these uh, <clears throat> points that people make in your argument. And what is it? Like, it's a debating tactic, right? Yeah, it can be used in debate and, you know, <clears throat> just I, in almost any, like, collegiate thing that you could go into, I could see where these would be used. Yeah. Like, the, like, logical fallacies are... Th- I personally learned them in my first or second year English course in college. Yeah. So, yeah, there's ones where it's like ad hominem, hominem, ad hominem, which is like, isn't you a, sort of attack Wait, isn't a hominem? Hominem. Isn't that, isn't there like a food called a hominem? Hominem. No, it's hominy. Oh, hominy. Hominy. That sounds familiar. So ad hominem is when you attack the person's character. You try to kind of break them down. Anyway, it's a list of like 15 of these. They're logical fallacies. And they're, look them uh, up if they're not fucking other. rad. Because well, yeah, now whenever Cheney like, is trying to get, at, get after me about something, I'm like, hold on a second. Oh, that's too quoque. You're calling me a hypocrite. That doesn't make that does not invalidate my point according yeah, to this so list. So if you want to be the most annoying person that you know... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, to is, be fair, had, I know about you, logical fallacies know, and I never pull them out on you. Exactly. So you've got, had the schooling. You've already known about this stuff and you've been like, oh, Naveen, he's unschooled. Right? There are so two he, people. So, hold on. So I can get away with doing all these faux pas, these logical fallacies, and Naveen mm-hmm. won't even know. Dude, that's what you've been up to. And now I'm on to you. Well, there are two people who I don't want to know about logical fallacies and they're you and your dad. Yeah, true <laughs> that. True that. I think he, I'm, I would true be that. surprised. I'm sure he knows about them. I'm surprised he doesn't pull them out more. <laughs> he does. I think there there's certain ones that, that a knows. lot of people know, like they're really obvious. Uh, yeah. Like the ad hominem one is hominem one. I can't say that hominem. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty obvious. It's like when you attack someone's character. Circular logic is logic that comes from itself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, th- there's just ones that people say a uh, lot. Well, I think that everyone is very. Well, not, I don't want to say everyone, but I think that a lot of people are also just aware that these are debate tactics that uh, don't work. And that don't work. And you want to explain why they don't work, but you don't have the correct vocabulary to explain why. So, like a slippery slope, you can't, you don't know. The slippery slope fallacy, that's what. If you don't know what the slippery slope fallacy is, then you can't explain it. Therefore, you can't really call someone out on it, yeah. even though you know that what they're doing is a, a false way of arguing. Right. And I bet <clears throat> every argument that I've had has consisted of strictly logical fallacies up until now. Mm-hmm. So now I can't even argue because I'm just like, well, anything I can... Yeah, I think it it brings it to a point where... You can't really argue because what they want you to do is only cite facts. Yeah, well, no, it's not that you right? can't argue. It's that it incites proper debate. Yeah, yeah, non-emotional you, debate. So if you're a lawyer, you can't go into the courtroom there and say, oh, but because of because of this, the person or like you can't. Oh, I actually got him pulled up here. So. You Straw man argument. Yeah, you can't straw come in man. There. Everyone knows straw man. So, yeah, you can't come in there and be like, oh, the senator thinks we can solve all our ecological problems by driving a Prius. That's the example. Yeah. So okay. it's oversimplifying, making up right. the person's, with the straw man argument, someone attacks a position the opponent doesn't really hold. Yeah. So you Which, can't. So that's basically every argument that I've ever been involved or in. Or it's in debate. Like, you want people to, 
when you fight, it's you don't want it to be a fight. A debate yeah, yeah. is actually like a proper form of uh, talking, of speaking with someone and trying to actually get to the bottom of something. Yeah. And a lot of debates will devolve into fights. Right. And it we see it happen on the internet constantly. Yeah. I mean, you can go mm -hmm. on to any, yeah. you know, CNN article or whatever, and you can see every logical fallacy that there is just repeated over and over. Yeah. And exactly. that is a part of why people get so angry with each other and can't see eye to eye because you can't, you can't like call someone an idiot. Right. That's not a way of debating. You need to tactically or tactfully. Yeah. Like speak you can't, with them. Yeah. Cause if you shoot in, it's basically trying to remove all of your emotions and opinions. It, there we right? go. That's yeah. really what it is. So, cause that's when people get really mad and cause you know, anger, opinion, mm -hmm. uh, is an emotion, obviously. So that's when people get really mad. That's when they want to name calling, blah, blah, blah. But if you are trying to remove that stuff, then yeah, you can have a good argument. There we go. But I do the opposite. So I'm, I'm doing another <laughs> logical fallacy that doesn't exist yet. I made my own up. And that's using, <laughs> pointing out only logical fallacies in someone's argument and never actually arguing. That's the Copperweiss fallacy. <laughs> Naveen just made it up within 48 hours of finding out what logical fallacies are. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Never actually argue. Just point out their logical fallacies. That's it. That's all I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard to just, like, learn all these, to be honest with you. Because well, it's also, kind of amazing. It also makes you a more skillful debater. Yeah, exactly. To know them. I mean, it's like learning, like, a martial art. You know, it's like you want to know how to fight really good mm -hmm. but you can't just flail your arms around like a madman you gotta identify what type of fighting are, are, are you gonna do what kind of threats are gonna come your way you get it into a uh it's just learning i guess is what it's called yeah but uh you know formal learning yeah which isn't my thing obviously but anyway um that's i guess everyone's up to date on <laughs> the talk of the day <laughs> But English. on a not-so-light note, we learned today that Joey Jordison has passed away. Yeah. So that was sort of a bummer. We usually shoot the podcast on Sundays, but this week we decided to shoot, you know, we just decided to shoot on Tuesday night. So we're, we're shooting this. Yeah, waiting for the last minute, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Naveen Hurd is back, so, you know, yeah. you've been a little, like, laid out, but... It honestly would feel strange to have a podcast coming out tomorrow without yeah. talking about oh, this. <clears throat> because Slipknot, I feel like, well, with Joey Jordison, I just, you know, I'm, I'm bummed. Totally bummed. Over it. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. And obviously, well, I don't know if it's so obvious, but, you know, huge inspiration on both of us. Slipknot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're from Iowa. So mm -hmm. that's a whole different level. Yeah, I'm from Des Moines. So, you know, Slipknot, like, put us on the map. And not just because they're totally. from Des Moines but or, or from Iowa, but because they talked about being from Iowa. Yeah. And, you know, especially when we were teenagers, Slipknot was just blowing up. I know that it seems like they're, you know, they're still way relevant now. But we kind of saw, like everyone wear the slipknot jumpsuit and mm. 
people were just about Slipknot. We were coming of age in metal when yeah. they were really big. So, and we've both seen Slipknot live totally. with Joey. Yeah, totally. And so I've only seen him live with him. I never. Me saw too. Him anywhere. Me too. I remember when we were. I was probably 15. I can't remember when those Joey Jordison signature drumsticks came out. Yeah. But everyone I knew either had them or wanted them. Yeah, yeah. They're those uh, like... Uh, plastic ones. Yeah, were they plastic? Yeah, those are... No. no <laughs> With the like screw on Yeah, those are tip. my bum out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know because the the... It would like pop off the top and they were expensive to replace, right? I don't know. The tip. I, I don't know. But I, <clears throat> I actually had a pair of those before he had the signature ones. Like oh, when really? I was really young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, I got to do wood. Yeah. But his snare drum was awesome. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, huge influence on me for sure. The drums. Like when I heard Slipknot, I was like, because okay, the sickest fucking drummer ever. Absolutely. You know? I don't think there like, was anyone that didn't think that. You like know? in the first song on the self title when it's like, Dun 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 dun, and does that double bass? It's like, what? That's insane. I know. At the time, it was like the craziest drumming that I had ever heard. Totally agreed. And I remember, like, when I could like do the intro and like play it, I was like, it's like a huge benchmark in my (laughs) life. In my life, I actually like remember the day. Really? Yeah. Like being in my mom's, like, all right, I'm going for it. You know, it's like. (laughs) Dun, dun, tick, 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 tick. like i can fucking do it <laughs> you know so yeah and i and i just looked it up before the show i saw them for the first time uh in 99 in uh san francisco chase's dad drove us up there wow yeah and i remember that was like so sick because um i was a little like on the fence about the costumes and stuff you know mm-hmm because I would like go to hardcore shows and stuff, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how, when I was that age, I was like, I don't know how these dudes are going to feel about like, you know, a band. Because you know, no one listened to Slipknot in the hardcore community at that point. So I was kind of like keeping it DL, you know. But after I saw them live, it was like, no, there's no keeping it DL. This band rules. <laughs> Slipknot shirts all the time. Fucking. Because it was like horrifying, you know? Like the, oh, yeah. I, I like got it a lot more with the, masks and jumpsuits and shit like and they they took like 20 minutes to play you know did they do that when you saw them? uh like they had a huge like epic intro like coming on stage oh absolutely like, they yeah both times yeah. i've seen them twice and i more specifically remember the second one being the super epic intro because yeah. eddie and i eddie my best friend i talked about him in the last episode too but uh so my mom drove eddie me and our friend Shane to Ames, which is 45 minutes away from Des Moines. And we were, and they were playing a Coliseum. Wow. And I think, yeah, I can't remember the name of that place, but uh, Eddie and Shane and I were like the like second group of people in line. We waited for five or six hours to get into the show. You know, by the time doors opened later that night, the line was like, a thousand people long. Right. And we... But you were first. Yeah, we were first. We got inside and they had you like sit at a line. They had taped a line down on the floor that was probably 50 feet away from the stage yeah. before the first band came on. It was uh, Shadows Fall. Oh, wow. And then they 
right before Shadows Fall was about to get on, from what I remember, they let everyone, they were like, okay, everyone sprint to the, the barricade. Damn. And we were right up front the entire show, like waiting for Slipknot to get on. I mean, I loved Lamb of God and I was into Shadows Fall as well, but at, at the end of the night, I had... Wait, Lamb of God was on it? Lamb of God was on it. Yeah, I, I, I grabbed a Lamb of God, a pick. Still got that thing? Somewhere I do. Wow. Yeah. But I had a bruise across uh, my stomach from being pressed up against the barricade that entire night. Um, that's pretty impressive that you managed to stay up there all night. I know. Because, because I would I have a funny story about that, which I'll tell later. When we were really small and there were gigantic dudes around us and it was so crowded there that there was a part where, you know, Corey was like, everyone get on the ground and then you're about to jump. Yeah. So I like got down on the ground, but I couldn't squat down all the way because it was so crowded. And I was like sitting on the guy behind me, his lap, but not really like I could pick my feet up and I would be in the air. Yeah. That's how yeah. crowded it right. was. You're just stationary. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but yeah, it was one of the craziest shows I've ever been to. I just I have bet, nothing but good memories about that. It was, that was the second time I saw them. And it was the first time that I saw Joey on his like drum riser that would uh -huh. rise up into the air and twirl around. And it was just the sickest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> it was so God, I just, but yeah, to get back to the original point, that was a huge Coliseum and they did the like 20 or 30 minute yeah, yeah. set up with a white curtain in front of the stage and then it dropped and they just started playing. It was so amazing. Hey, that was totally the best. It was the it's best. Like, oh shit. Fucking, Cause I really liked Slipknot. So I like listened to them all the time mm -hmm. and I was, I was used to going to shows and stuff all the time, but it was sick when like one of my, I would see like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm like, okay, we got Slipknot's actually playing. Like this is amazing. But yeah, I saw them the first time with Cole Chamber. You saw Cole Chamber? Yeah, in 99. Oh, man. And then, I'm uh, so jealous. That's how I heard about that band. I was like, oh, that band opened for Slipknot. Wow. Yeah, then, I loved Cole Chamber. Well, okay. I was into them. Yeah, we, were, we listened to them, mm -hmm. whatever. And then uh, I totally knew it. It was, it was great. The show was sick. And then... Uh, was it just Cole Chamber? I don't know. I, I, I think there was another band... I did look it up here, but I don't know if it's worth Anyway, my internet's being cut out. Choppy. Anyway, Cole Chamber and Slipknot, that was sick. But, like, that was on their first album, and there wasn't, like, a whole lot of like, production. I don't think they even had any. They just probably had, like, a light guy or something. Wow. Yeah. That's OG. And, like, a smoke machine. Yeah, it was crazy. Whoa. It was in the basement of the Maritime Hall in San Francisco. So it's kind of small. I've never even heard of that venue. Yeah. I don't know if they do shows there or anymore or anything. Mm -hmm. But then we saw them like right after Iowa came out at the Warfield. And that was like pretty big time. That's insane. And I remember Chase was like, he timed it. He was like, they did a 45 minute intro. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Like just standing up there like, fuck you guys. You know, like just. What? <laughs> Doing all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. It was fucking sick, dude. Yeah. And yeah, I remember like the, fr I remember actually specifically the first time I saw them, like I'd know certain fills, you know, but Joey would like do them like in another part or like do it twice or something. I was like, oh, he, he did the fill early. That was sick. You know, I loved it. 
I thought it, I wasn't one of these people who was like, oh, he missed it. I was like, that's awesome that he did that. Oh, you totally. Know? And uh, so, yeah, obviously every time I saw them, I was paying mad attention to the drums. Yeah, I remember uh, one of my biggest, uh, one of the saddest things that happened to me when I was a teenager is that Slipknot was shooting a music video for that song Duality at a house, you know, just like an abandoned house somewhere in Des Moines. And there was a casting call for it. Yeah. And to, they were just, it was, the video was like a party inside of a rundown house from what I I remember. And to get into the music video, you had to be 16. And I was 15. And I think it shot in like late summer. And my birthday is at the end of September. So I was just right at the cutoff from getting into that music video. I was so bummed about it. So, so bummed. Did you know ahead of time or did you show up trying to get in and got like... No, I didn't even... They put on the casting call okay. that you had to be 16. That would have been, been even worse. Yeah. Dang. So you're not yeah. immortalized in that Slipknot video. No, I wish I was. It's a bummer. I heard after my friend who was far more underage than I was just like somehow got into the shoot. Well, you don't always have ID when you're 15, 16. Yeah, I know. Right? If you don't have a license, it's like, I don't know. I don't have an ID. I'm 16. Yeah, whatever. Let me in. That's what you should have done. I know. But you and I are I w- big liars. <laughs> no. We're not tricksters. I've never been like that. I've never <laughs> been able to like do anything that's super like, I'm going to get in big trouble for this or, or super no. brave. I'm not that guy. Smooth talking. No, type yeah. Of, no, nope, no. Not my thing. Mm-mm. Not whatsoever. I'm not I, I don't like to tell any type type of lies. It's not my thing. No, it. you're honest no. through and through. It feels not. As good. for me, I don't. Know. Well, you'll tell <laughs> like a little kidding. white lie. Yeah, I will. Tell a little white lie here and there, <laughs> which is whatever. But I mean, I think I d- just did last night, and you called me out about it. An illogical fallacy type thing. No, it was like a lie. Oh, I caught you. Yeah, I can't remember what it was about, but it was very innocent. I've on, yeah, yeah. I've only ever done very innocent lies that we know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, and then uh, let's see. I actually saw them again at Ozfest. Oh wow! Yeah. How many times have you seen Slipknot? I think that the that's the the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Maritime Hall Ozfest, which was sick. That was probably two thousand, maybe. Wow. You're super back in the day. Back when? Uh, I mean, kind of. Well, you know, I was under the impression that I saw Fear Factory and Slipknot and Chimera in like 2001 on the Jägermeister tour, but I looked it up today and it was 04. Yeah, nice try, dude. And then the next time I saw them was 05, which is crazy because at that point, it seemed like it was such a long time in between those two shows. I guess when you're a kid, time yeah, is just like this crazy, this I thing that never, ever ends. Just thinking that because I was like, okay, well, if that show was in 99, that means that like the first show that I went to was Primus. Okay. And I know that that was in 97. Actually, I know that that was in November 97. And then the Slipknot show was in, I just looked it up. So it's November 99. And I'm thinking those two shows don't seem like in the same decade yeah it's like (laughs) so different you know Uh, like i was like little i mean i was little on both shows but it's just like i didn't know like anything at the at the uh 
Primus show. Yeah. And by the time I'm at the Slipknot show, I'm like fully into metal. You know, I've been playing drums a couple of years. I'm like, was Primus, dude, I had Primus a double bass your, pedal. Primus was your first show that you ever went to? Not, I don't think it was the first show I'd ever gone to, like, period, end of story. But <clears throat> the first show that was like, my mom like dropped me off and it was like, I'm going to a rock show band that I like. Yeah. And okay. So funny story about that. Power man. 5,000 was first. I remember biscuit second Mm -hmm. and primus headliner. Wow. That's an interesting lineup. Yeah, totally. And that's how I found out about power man. Oh, power. Oh, power man. 5,000. I don't know if, have you heard of them? Totally, but I'm trying to think of the song that they had, the like hit. Yeah, I wouldn't. There know was a radio, <clears throat> a song that they had on the yeah. radio. Was pa- Power Man Five Thousand? Is that Rob Zombie's little brother? I don't know. Or is that Edema? I really Do you remember know. Edema? Uh, I know the name, but. Okay, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I'll get yeah. inside you. Sometimes I only. Is that them? Uh, no, I don't think so. Edema. That's Edema. Yeah, yeah. When we were young and stupid. Dude, I, yeah, that's totally Edema. <laughs> so, yeah, not that's not. I just Power sang Man the whole us. song. No. What's Power Man 5000? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't really listen to him. I know. Shit. But, but I wish I could remember. I did get into Limp Biscuit after that. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, dang, that band was kind of sick. You know, and it was when their first album was out. <laughs> yeah. So we jammed that for sure. I never fully got into them. Yeah, I liked that one and the one after that. I just sure. liked, you know, there was, there were some songs, but I never, I don't know that I was like ever super. Not a super Limp Biscuit Biz, Bizkin. I was into it, dude. And they yeah. are killer, and they were super killer when we saw them in Mexico. Oh, they were super cool, they killer, but you're, you're older than me, you know, so. That's true. <sighs> they were my favorite band at that Mexican show that we played. Mine too. At Mexican Fest. That was the best. Live. One of the best days of my life. Oh, that was so great. Yeah. Being carted around and stuff. And Mexico is just so awesome. Oh, right my. There. The cool thing is that we got, you know, look. I wish that we would have stayed a little longer, but Probably, we did yeah. get a chill there for a day before the festival. And it yeah. was so cool being da- in downtown <clears throat> Mexico City. Really cool. Going to like the most amazing restaurant right across the street from our hotel. Totally. <clears throat> Meeting Alice Cooper's crew. Uh, I think it's Crew's brother Something who like had that. flown in <laughs> and told Crew's us a bunch of stories. Far removed. Yeah. But, uh, and sitting at the pool. Yeah, but- uh, Limp Biscuit played that, and that was really. You sweet. know what I love doing at places like that, or like when we get to go places like that, is like doing something cool, like ordering room service, which we got know. to do uh, that did we night. Do that? Yeah, we did that? Okay. yeah, we ordered room service in that spot that night. Yeah, see, see, that's like for us, that's like the best thing that can happen in our oh, lives. Yeah. It's like we got room service. Like yeah. I ordered a waffle or whatever. You know? <laughs> totally. We don't want much. <laughs> We've got simple needs here. Yeah. Easily amused. Totally. I guess, let's see, back to Slipknot, that is. <laughs> um, Honestly. Yeah, that, that's the, and then we, uh, I saw him at OzFest, which was pretty sick, and that was like, uh, Hatebreed, like, opened dead first Whoa. on the second stage. Whoa. Was that the year that, do you remember Battle for OzFest, that television show? Shit, I don't know. It might have been before that. I mean, it, that might have been before what I went to. Okay. 
But do you yeah. remember the show? Oh, totally. The yeah. television show? Totally. A few years ago, I went back and watched it on YouTube, and I was, like, imagining, uh, like, me and a bunch of my friends being the people on that show, <laughs> you know? Totally. Damn. <laughs> was it awesome watching it? It's pretty cool, dude. I mean, it's pretty cool. The band that won, I think, was called Mantis. Okay. Is the, isn't that how... Uh, M-A-N-N-T-I-S. But yeah, that's how... Uh, there's a popular band who... That's how they got known. Yeah. Was it like a dozen Furies? Um, I think they were called a dozen Furies. Hold up. Uh, that's not the band I'm thinking of, but... Battle for... Oh, what? it we're could have been that. We're really yeah. aging ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we we suck. No, we know how. But I know there's know some bands that made it off there that are still... We're supposed to be like an in, like a formal metal podcast. Yeah. And we're supposed to like know about metal. I feel like we know a lot about... And we don't know fucking... Yeah, okay, A Dozen Furies was the, win was the winner. There you go. See, Chaney knows what's up. Um, I can't believe I knew that. Boom. There it is. Uh, I know some shit, though, I guess. Are there any other bands? Mantis that was second in line. Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> it's always the opening theme was Proge Progenies of the Great Apocalypse by Dimmu. Maybe that's why I love that, that song so much. Is that dun 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 dun? Yeah. Dun dun. dun yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, yeah. I, like it's funny. Pretty much, like I said, everything. I don't know if I've said this before or not, but. Everything that I'm into, <laughs> you're into like the one that's just after that. Yeah, that's because true. Because I was into uh, CKY, those videos. CKY2K, the intro was Demi Borger. Mm -hmm. But it was a song that's like... Uh, yeah, okay, but this is the thing that it's not going to work on because I actually knew about that Demi record because that song puritanical was on the metal for the masses oh sampler that i picked up, that i picked up from hot topic okay boom and Caught. also martyr ad american hollow was on that and also mashuga and because of that i knew about mashuga way before mashuga was cool Damn. i should have brought that up a while ago i remember <laughs> sitting i was like okay so i was in this musical called fiddler on the roof i remember sitting backstage of doing that musical in my middle school yeah listening to mashuga rational gaze because it was like number 12 on that damn on that metal for the masses that i picked up because lacuna coil was on it that's pretty amazing like and this little <laughs> middle school girl just yeah. all metaled out yeah did you look metal at that point i think i was in eighth grade uh, eighth grade is when it took a dark turn <laughs> for me. Well, That's like when people started getting worried. Oh, okay. Like, Cheney's a Satanist. <laughs> That's when I was like wearing, uh, like an Aussie shirt that said hell on it. He okay. was like holding up a sign that said hell. Damn. Rebellious face. Uh, yeah, I was getting really rebellious. That's when I decided not to get confirmed. Dang. To the church. And it's all been. That's when I left confirmation. <laughs> I'm not joking either. I remember no, I like not, dreading I I, my hair, mm -hmm. like with hairspray to go to church <laughs> because oh I had to go. Okay. So I went to church with my grandma. I didn't go with my parents 
And my grandmother lived in this town called Indianola. She still does. She'll probably um, be listening to this. No, she's not going to be. But (coughs) I don't think we dropped any swear words. I went to church with my grandmother and I was going to like Wednesday night confirmation classes in a very small town. I'm from Des Moines, which is a city, but I was going to these class this in a very small town. And like I would show up in my Aussie hell shirts and like just be trying to cause havoc. You know, I was feeling rebellious yeah. and I didn't agree with what they were teaching me basically <clears throat> right. when I was t- 13. Yeah, you're like, I'll show these so guys. So that's, yeah, because I was discovering metal and I was like, you know, fuck the system. <laughs> Anarchy. Well, that's how it is when you <laughs> discover heavy music, you know? You're yeah. like, I'm tapped into something that no- you guys have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're such squares exactly. compared to me. Okay. Right. I know everything. Yeah. You don't know anything. Let me go get some fucking trip pants from Hot Topic. Yeah. Like if you heard and my goth music, my way out of here. Like what I listen to is so crazy that if you heard it, you wouldn't even know it was music. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> me too. And I was listening to like LD fifty. <laughs> you know. And now it's like classic Lincoln. rock. It like is classic rock. <laughs> totally. Highly regarded. Yeah. So okay. So what happened when you showed up and all that? The devil's gear. Uh, I just think they were probably you know, like kids will be kids. Really, I can't remember what happened. I just remember sitting there and like feeling like I was sitting in like the church pew. Yeah. And I was just like, "Fuck this place!" Listening to what the, the pat, you know, I was just like, "Fuck this." And Getting that's it. all I really remember. I don't really remember their reaction, but it. I, I'm just saying. Just kind of remember like how it felt. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah, totally. yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had a couple Slipknot shirts, a couple of badass ones. That now that I think about it, probably would be worth money. Yeah. Because they were definitely blue grape. Oh really? Definitely. Dang. Because I remember ordering them off of blue grape. Yeah. Can I also say, just to end that story, that I've become far more neutral yeah, as yeah. an adult. <laughs> I don't feel... I'm very... For clarification, she's not still I've going actually, to church all mad. I, I don't... Yeah, no, I... Expanded her horizon. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. We all we all have. Yeah. Now we're like the opposite. We're like... Very there's a meme of, a guy, of like this I don't want to stick out. Around. I don't want yeah, to no, stick no, no. out. I do no. still like wearing black. Yeah. I remember that was a thing. I wore a lot of band t-shirts and I remember like friends of mine who were like it, when we were in high school being like, Chaney, why don't you like not go a day without wearing a band t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Just show up for one day. Right. It was like a dare, you know, yeah. you know how everything's like that serious when you're a kid. Yeah. It's like everything's a big deal. Yeah. Everything is so such a big deal. Like, oh no, Chaney is a band t-shirt again wearer yeah a black t-shirt wearer and you know what there's some of that like that's still left like imprinted on me you know yeah i'll be like can i wear this band shirt to work and then it's like i get there and zero people are even going to look at my shirt Absolutely. they're like all right Devane, you're here okay cool your stuff's over there for you to install to be fair if you showed up with the puritanical cover yeah, I, on your shirt yeah. they might say something i uh, wanted to get that yeah. cannibal corpse I wanted to get the cover, uh, what's the it, uncensored yeah. as a shirt. And I was just like, I don't the one that know you got if is I'm really going to cool. be able to wear that anyway. The one that you got is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I ended up getting like an all over print, Violence Unimagined. Yeah, it's really, actually, I had a Bloodthirst shirt when I was a kid. That's one of the ones you gave away? Yeah. Man, Naveen. 
That's a terrible, terrible move. I probably yeah. would have worn all of your shirts. I had some shirts. When I moved <laughs> to L.A., I kind of just did a NK don't care. <laughs> and I like, I didn't necessarily give them all away, but I let them all go for a ridiculously <laughs> low number. How much? It was probably like, I don't know, 150 bucks or something. Whoa. Because it was a guy who sold at the flea market, like a metal guy. You know, and I was like, hey, I have, like, I'm moving and I don't want all these shirts. Oh, man. And he was, like, so stoked. Like, like trying to make, like, do it all quick so I don't, like, change my mind. You know what I mean? Of like, course, because what? He, Are you turned serious? Around, yeah. he turned around and made, like, a grand off of your shirts. I know. I know. So that's my one. Probably more, depending on the shirt and how long he uh, he hung out, hung on to it. Probably didn't hang on to him very long, but I guess if I have a regret, <laughs> that that would be one of them. Yeah, I've I still have some of them. I didn't like give every single one away, but I was like, oh, I'll just keep the ones that I actually wear. You know, so not that many. My regret is I used to have a thing where I would, uh, like cut every band shirt, chop every band shirt, and I yeah. did it to some like Crop. really important shirts, like the Necrophagist hoodie. Yeah, you fucked that up. Oh my god! And there are like some converged shirts I did it to. Yeah, you d- you I have a light dirty. this city shirt that's like hanging by a thread in that's my the, closet. That's, a, that's the classic Cheney shirt. That's iconic to me. <sighs> yeah, I don't wear shirts like that anymore. But that's true. And I'm really You're regretting a lot of the. Maybe you should bring it back. We a might, lot of the chopping I did. If you did that, we might be a bigger band because <laughs> that'd be like your little trademark. A little, my little gimmick. Yeah, then we could sell shirts that you do that too. <laughs> you don't ever wear them like that, ever? Never. No. I don't like it. Don't I, like I it. just grew out of it. I like wearing actual band t-shirts, and I'm kind of into oversized t-shirts. Yeah, me too. I'm like, so that's the thing. So even if I did have my old collection, they were like smalls and mediums. It's like, I yeah. can't wear a medium now at all. Totally. Like, I'm not, I think of myself as a small guy, but this is a large so larges are fitted, and if I want it kind of baggy mode, I got to get an XL. Yeah, those are band shirts, though. To me, are kind of a mark of your past, yeah, and that true. is something that I really will want to look back on someday and just, you know, take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, it's almost sure. like a photo album. And it's also like I got them at show. Uh, it wasn't. Now I have. I'm like I've got a pretty cool shirt collection now, mm-hmm. but a lot of them I just ordered online. Yeah, man. You know, they don't have like a, oh, I toured with this band and got the shirt. I I do that. went and saw this band. <laughs> I bought it. I didn't order shirts hardly ever. I do make a point to now I grab a shirt from every band that we go on tour with. Yeah. But back in the day, I, I mean, now you can order everything on the internet, like you were just saying. And back in the day, that was not possible. You were yeah. getting t-shirts of the bands that we liked at shows Definitely. and that's it. Or you could like get... I don't know, a metal hammer magazine, if you were lucky, or like a smaller metal magazine. And I remember there being places that you could like send money to in the back of the magazine, like a a label or something you could buy stuff from. But I never did that. I I did it a couple of times. Really? It was like... A mail order. A mail order, yeah. 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 Some bands like had it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you got the... to see what shirts they had. I have no idea. like... Anyway, somehow I did it a couple times, but it would take like months. Yeah, that too. I remember when eBay 
was a, a relatively new thing. It would take a long time to get stuff oh, from man. eBay. And that is something that still has an impact on me. Like I expect if I order something off of eBay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this in six months. Get it when I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. Never getting that. Well, now it's kind of the equivalent of when I order stuff from <laughs> Europe. Cause I have a few vinyls and shirts from Europe and I just order it and I'm like, you know what? One day I'll get it and it'll be cool. When it totally. Gets here. And uh, I kind of like that. I have like, seven vinyls that i'm waiting on right now see Yikes. what you can do with a vinyl pre-order pre-orders it's a little like future gift to yourself there you go so i've pre-ordered a bunch of vinyl and eventually i'm just gonna forget that i ordered it you know yeah and then it just shows up and then like, it'll show up and i'll be like celebrating and listen to the vinyl totally. throw it on take a picture of it you know put it in my instagram story another thing is depop I've been discovering oh, deep pop. Yeah. So I've been looking up like all the old bands that I used to like, you know, and I'm seeing merch on there. That's awesome. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, deep pop is sick. I got my trigger on the um, finger on the trigger, but that like I said, it's still not the same. It's like oh, I bought this used shirt off of deep pop, but no one has to know. Right. Cuz I'm old enough to just lie. I've always or I've also thought that it would be fun to like have your own band t-shirt store on the internet yeah totally no, i want to do that we have i, do I mean you did give away a lot of your shirts but we have a ton of metal shirts i know but it's like my regret is selling them so i don't want to sell them all again and then now i got my second regret there are honestly some that i could part with yeah i'd be yeah. okay saying goodbye to some of them oh well how about this here's something that i've thought of it's like you know when people are like addicted to drugs you know they like deal drugs just to get drugs exactly do that with exactly. the shirts yes so like if i sell one of my precious shirts well then i gotta buy another one right or two maybe because i got so much money for it there's this really sick uh shirt swapping spot on facebook called metal og metal and o hardcore. og metal core and hardcore i've been Swap. hella in there like yeah it, that checking shit rules. out yeah that group is awesome so a problem with that is that a lot of people have they don't really want to get rid of it and they'll just put it up for like weird trades they're looking for yeah and i'm like dude i don't have yeah that. i totally have this oh uh, yeah some but, crazy you know, random shirt and it's like medium. a victorious carcass shirt from yeah. 1993 exactly. only the may edition yeah i totally have that to trade with you because the guy had like a windbreaker on there that i was like damn that'd be hard if i had that who was it? Undying. Oh, sick. And I was like, yo, dude, I'll buy that Undying Windbreaker. But then I was thinking, like, he's going to at least want 50 bucks. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to spend 50 bucks on a Windbreaker. Well, he might want 100. It's a limited piece of. Yeah, that's true. And I'm kind of bummed because I, was, was, uh, I slept on a sick Undying shirt on Depop and I went back and that thing is sold. Dang. So yeah. Because so. you aren't the only. Merch collector. I was out thinking there, like Irving. Undying. They're kind of older, and like no one's gonna buy this. I'll just Wrong. buy it. No, totally sold. Wrong. That's the thing about the hardcore shirts and the old stuff like that. People, people, it's sought after, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people want that. Some, because people will post in that group or on like Depop or something when I'm searching around, and it's like something really expensive, something I even even heard of. You know. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I don't know how people find out about it, but that's how they're doing. I it. think that there are. I mean, there are people who have stores, you know, yeah. and they they're linked that's to their right. Instagrams, right. and they'll yeah, yeah. make announcements because there are a ton of 
There are a ton of like Instagram handles you can follow that are like that. They'll do tie dyed shirts or they'll do OG merch. Yeah, which I know. learned how to do, by the way. And I they do drops. Shirt. Oh, I think I wore it on the last episode. Yeah, we're going to drop some sick tie dyed shirts that are going to be hand dyed. Oh, shit. You just dropped the news. Probably wanted, in a week or two. That. Probably yeah. in a week or two. So yes. keep a lookout for that's that. That's right. So that's why. I if you made that. it this far into that episode. Right. <laughs> so that's why I had that Morbid Angel shirt on because I tie dyed it. Yep. What up? And that was a test run. You heard it to here To do first. our own tie dyes. You heard it here first. That's right. I think we're probably going to do that. Like, I mean, we are going to do that. Launch a, you know, we have an official Entheos merch, merch store yeah. through Night Shift. You can go check it out at any time. But we're also going to drop limited runs on our old school uh, Big Cartel. Yeah, what? we're trying to do more stuff that we have a hand in physically making. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little more like, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Oh, here he is. What's he here doing Here he is now, again. Dude? He's very cute, though, this one. All right, well, we're kind of like an hour deep, and my back kind of hurts right now. Yeah, so it'd be Naveen sick needs to, to like get to bed. not be in this chair anymore. <laughs> I look at me, I'm like lounged. I'm usually, if you look in the episodes, because I was looking at last week's one, mm -hmm. I never lounge like this. I'm no, like you sitting totally straight don't. up yeah, and I'm like, like in the zone. And look at me, I'm all lounged the fuck out. It sucks. Yep. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for real. I know we're kind of lighthearted on the show and stuff, but we actually rest in peace, Joey Jordison. Yeah. Le legendary dude. That's a crazy one. I never got to meet him, but. Obviously a legend to a lot of us. And uh, thanks for inspiring all of yeah, us. Yeah, for real. Thanks for inspiring all of us. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>